Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know how stupid this thing is? How stupid is it? It's a CRT, man. This week on Dueling Review, we review Star Wars, Age of Rebellion, Jabba the Hutt number one from Marvel Comics. It's great to be Jabba. Across the galaxy, Imperials, Rebels, and Scoundrels alike speak in hushed tones of Jabba the Hutt, the greatest gangster in the Outer Rim. Discover what makes the name of Jabba so feared in a crime story that stretches from the casinos of Canto Bight to the deserts of Tatooine. Star Wars Age of Rebellion, Jabba the Hutt, number one. What'd you think of this, Matthew? This is Greg Pak. You, you eat some chocolates and you like the yayas. <laughs> that, that, that good, huh? Seven up the uncola. <laughs> That's basically what they're drinking here, right? So the the the, right? the deal is that over on the gambling planet, which we saw in whatever Star Wars Seven, right? Because every planet is one ecosystem. You're a desert planet. You're a gambling planet. You're a forest. I don't think planet. gambling is an ecosystem. Oh, it is, but it it's is. the but it's the rich. It's There's the rich actually planet. one planet that's all mailmen, just mailman after mailman after mailman, and, and everyone discovers this this thing called the Tuscan Wind. Which you know, if you're around my eight year old and my twelve year old, <laughs> the Tuscan Wind takes on a whole different meaning than a drink that uh, gets you really high really fast. And uh, uh, a Greedo, which isn't the Greedo, or is it? I don't believe it is the Greedo because the Greedo worked for Jabba. Well, that's what I was wondering if this is maybe how Greedo be- came into Jabba's employ. I don't think that that's what Oh no, saying. that's right cuz Greedo grew up on Tatooine. That's right. Right. Rodians basically show up all over the galaxy. Yeah. I don't know where Rodians are from. Rodeo. But from Rodeo Drive, exactly. Yeah. But this is this is a Greedo. Uh, a Rodian, sure. A Rodian, yeah. He's uh, one of those Greedo people. And, uh, yeah, he gets involved in this, this thing. He's going to sneak there and they're going to steal it. Well, they're not going to steal it because originally they're like, oh my gosh, these things are going for like 10,000 credits a drink. Why don't me and my, my human partner, why don't we go to Tatooine, see if we can get our hands on some of this stuff and we will be rich beyond measure. And so they go to, they find out that the only person who is allowing this stuff to be sold is Jabba the Hutt. And so they go to Jabba and meanwhile, the Tusken Raiders are there saying, hey, people are... Are uh, the the Jawas are causing us troubles? The uh, Empire is causing us trouble. trouble. And Jabba's like, "Look, I'll take care of everything. Trust me. Bohaha. Bring me more drink." Right. And then uh, Greedo and his friends show up. The Rodian and his friends show up, Hmm. and he's like, "Oh no, uh, I can't allow this to happen. I can't allow you to go and get any of the Tuscan wind from the Tuscan Raiders. However." If you show up on the top of this hill at the light of the full moon tonight, whatever uh, you do, don't throw Tuscan wind into that old briar patch. What? The, t- the old briar patch? And then, uh, of course, they all show up and the, the Imperials and the Jawas all get wind of this. And there's a big old uh, 
uh, standoff and they just blow each other up. And, and Jabba the or uh, Boba Fett is there, and he's also uh, starting the fight. And essentially, Jabba wipes everyone out. Yep. And it is a, I think, you know, obviously we've just given you the big spoiler, but I think that if you're trying to show how Jabba is devious right. and how he takes care of business, this is a perfect tale of Jabba just wiping out all of the competition and making it look like his hands are clean and right. then looking even better in the hands of the Tuscans who bring him a giant, giant, giant container of the Tuscan wind that they've been brewing in their illegal distillery <laughs> at the base of the high mountain. They got a still. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes Andy and Barney come down and bust it up. They just move it to another barn. See, but this does bring up a couple of questions for me. Mm -hmm. Is there an identification of when this happens? Well, so this has to take place before, right, uh, before return of the Jedi, before the return of the Jedi. Right. This, I'm thinking that, and it takes place definitely after, uh, the Clone Wars. So I'm thinking this takes place before episode four. So before Star Wars, before yes. Star Wars, A New Hope. Right. For you young people. Um, okay. Cause that makes sense up to a point. This is something that I've never been clear on is, uh, Bob A. Fett, you know, Bob. Mm -hmm. Boba Fett. And, right. 1982 or 1980 shows up and he's one of the big bounty hunters who's been uh, hired by the empire. Yeah. He's a and bounty then hunter. Yes. By 83, he's working for Jabba. Was he working for Jabba already? Is that like established lore? Maybe this I've is between found? empire and, uh, and return of the Jedi. And, and Jedi. No, but That's he's a, he's a bounty hunter. He works for hire, right? He goes where the money is. Right. I get it. I know. And you know, they have one of those cute little, uh, butterfly ships that lands like a dainty butterfly. I love those. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Those are kind of cool. Yeah. I think the biggest problem with this, and this is the problem that I had with the, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin episode as well. Oh, I didn't read that one. Yeah. That took place in between scenes of star Wars. It took oh, place. Okay. It took place basically between the destruction of, uh, Alderaan. And the point where, you know, Tarkin ends up getting eaten and melted down. I don't remember. He blows up at the end. Um, he's a scary, scary vampire. Peter Cushing is amazing. But it didn't feel like it told me anything. It felt like it was someone telling me a story that fit into everything that I knew about Tarkin from his appearance in Star Wars, but didn't necessarily add anything new mm -hmm. to the conversation. Mm -hmm. It's just basically kind of a, hey, this one time, Grand Moff Tarkin was a jerk. And this kind of feels like, hey, this one time, Jabba the Hutt, who we know to be a crafty evil guy who will hose anybody for profit, hosed a bunch of people for fun and profit. And I'm just kind of like, well, yes, and? Well, but see, I wonder, I don't know of a whole lot of Jabba tales, and I don't know what's in the expanded universe or the whatever they call it, the old Republic I, or whatever the, the redacted continuity right. tales are. The expanded universe. I mean, yeah. there was tales of the bounty hunters and then there was tales from Java's palace, both of which had some Java has stuff going on. Right. And I just recently, we played, um, Imperial assault, uh, whatever job is, it was the whole Java's campaign that we're running on Munchkin land. And I again, that is the move, the moves like Java. And then that one also shows Java as basically being this enforcer who is, has you under his his thumb if he has a thumb and you basically are doing what he wants you to do and going on these missions whether you like it or not kind of thing so i don't know i don't know how much Jabba lore is out there for people 
but yeah, but I, I like this. <laughs> I like this story, but at the same time, also with you, we kind of already know that Jabba is a bad mofo, right? We all, we already know that Jabba Shut is someone that mouth. you don't want to I'm just talk about Jabba the Hutt. We already know that you're not supposed to be messing with Jabba the Hutt. Mm-hmm. And so this just kind of reinforces that. So I don't know if this was a story that we needed. It's a well done story. Sure. The art is well done from three different artists, I think. But I don't know if this is something that's needed, needed, needed. And I, I think and maybe that's the biggest problem with a lot of the expanded universe stuff mm-hmm. is that I know they want to tell tales but I don't know if we need those tales. Now, I would argue that Star Wars, uh, what's the one where they went on the mission to steal the plans? Rogue One. Rogue One. I would argue yeah. that that's actually a story that actually adds to my enjoyment of that mission, why it was so perilous, why these plans are so important, even though everyone dies. Spoiler. Right. I enjoyed Rogue Manny, One Manny tremendously. No, no, no. There were no Botans in that one. Many Botans. You know the guy. Yes, he had a left one and a right one. Uh-huh. Uh, but I don't know if this is something that is actually needed. Right. I think, now if I, if I understand correctly, uh, the AOR is not album-oriented rock as I thought, but no. in fact related the Re- to the Age Fantasy of the Rebellion. Flight game. The Age of Rebellion game. Which makes me feel like these are written to be kind of... Like, do you remember back in the day when you would go and you'd buy like a champion's module and there'd be a story built in Yeah, and also things that you could see, you know, here's how you build your story on Tatooine. And then in the end, there'd be like an eight page thing that told you about Jabba the Hutt and things happen in it. That's what these feel like to me. And on that level, you know, as kind of a, a, Hey, here's a thing. Here's kind of a, a, a tone or a feel or something that you can mm-hmm. use to get, a real sense of how this particular module, this Jabba Du Hut module might go. I think this is more successful, but when it's being sold as a $4 comic book and it's just basically that, you know, that quickie story or that, Hey, here's some background information. Here's something that could give you a little bit of extra verisimilitude to your story. I feel like it's less satisfying. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I think that pack writes a hell of a story it's just a story that doesn't feel like it's bringing anything new to the table, you know? Yeah, and that's and that's why I wonder, I know Marvel wants to do, to do this, I know Disney wants to do this, but I think one of the things that they need to do every time they come up with these ideas is say, is there a need to do this? And I think if they can justify a need, why this story needs to happen, then I think it's, you know, full steam ahead. I think they think we need more money. Well, I know that's what it is, but there's not a need in the story for us to really want to go out and buy it. Now, this is a one shot, Mm -hmm. uh, which I am totally fine with. I have no problem with this. Uh, I like this a lot uh, from the storytelling side. I'm glad this is not an ongoing series. Um. So for four bucks for a one shot that maybe you could incorporate some elements or a theme or a style into your role playing game. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah, I get it. I feel like, you know, any comic book that you read, you pick it up and you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to read this. 
what am I going to get out of it? Or what, what am I expecting to get out of it? What do I really want from this comic? And what I wanted from this was, I don't know, maybe kind of a little insight into Jabba, something about Jabba as a character. And much like the Grand Moff Tarkin story that I mentioned before, I didn't really come out of this knowing more about Jabba. I just felt like I have another story that underlines, hey, Jabba is this manipulative, ruthless, crime lord schmuck and you should probably fear him and or hate him, depending on whether you're in or out of universe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not necessarily unsatisfying, but it's not what I felt like I wanted. And it's certainly not what I felt like the solicits were going to be. Yeah. Because this solicit was all like, ooh, so they speak in hushed tones of Jabba. What makes him so feared? And I'm like, well, he's a jerk who will hose you. Yeah. But we knew that. We yeah, knew that. Yeah, yeah. See, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. I have one um actually complaint about the art. Oh. Go go into oh. I forget what page it's in. Oh. But it's the scene where the Tuscan Raiders are dragging the uh the, the piles of dead bodies and they're all Tuscan headed Tuscan Raiders always walk single, single file, file to hide their numbers. And in that panel, in that one they're, panel, some of them are side by side. No. I know, right? Oh, they've completely destroyed Star Wars lore. <laughs> this is my one. As I read that, I was like, oh, wait, that's not right. But I mean, it still works and big deal. I mean, you could get pedantic about it if you wanted. The, but the I just was like, Kenobi's like, that's not right. I, I know that some people are probably out there just screaming. No, how could you ruin the the, the Tuscan Raiders always walk single file bit in this one panel? It's one panel. Lighten up. There's, but I found it like funny. There's like 10 Gamorrean guards in this. And I thought that that was just like one guy. <laughs> well, so, that's all the know. that's all the costumes that they could afford. But no, there's lots of Gamorrean guards. So, like, bottom line for me, it's okay. It's Greg Pak, and and we really like Greg Pak's uh, writing, both at uh, Marvel and at Boom, and anywhere else that he's doing stuff. So, sure. for that reason, I think it's a well told story, and I really like how Jabba puts all the pieces on the board and then just lets them annihilate themselves. Pew pew. On the other hand, it's not. It doesn't have greater impact in the Star Wars universe, and so therefore, you might want to skip it. I think it is a good kind of entry-level book. If you've seen the movies and you're just wanting to get into Star Wars, I think this may be your jam. If you're a big fan of Greg Pak, if you're a big fan of Star Wars, the first movie, and not like Star Wars, the overarching uh, uh, metatextual narrative, I think this is probably going to be your jam. Otherwise, it's really just a good example of how to do a done in one in this vast expanded, you know, well, I shouldn't say expanded, but in this vast universe with all these stories, this is a good way to keep it all solid. And there's everything in here. This is the thing. Everything you see in here, you will know from one movie or another. And mostly from, mostly from, uh, mostly from return of the Jedi. Yeah. Return of the Jedi, but there's stuff in here from star Wars. There's stuff in here. That's just from, uh, what are you woodly woodly? What's that movie that we were just talking about? Episode uh, four. Is that, is it episode? No, it's episode eight. Oh, that takes place on the gambling. Yes. Planet. On the gambling planet. Yes. Yeah. Episode eight is, is yeah. Gambling. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, it's fine, but you know, I, Jawas I apparently pass. speak in old Norse runes. Did you know that? <laughs> well, you know, uh, to them it was, uh, they were ahead of the times. Because remember, this takes place a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So maybe they're ahead of the curve and the uh, Norse gods picked up, uh, picked up the language from them. 
Mm, something to think about tonight as you lay in bed contemplating your place in the universe. Hey, speaking of your place in the universe, here's where you actually matter beyond just a listener to our show. You actually have a chance to provide input on this show. You actually have a chance to tell us what comic book you want us to read next week. Matthew, fill him in on all the deets. Oh, wait, in English. Right. So here's what you do. You go to patreon.com slash major spoilers. It's a secret place where we keep all of our cool stuff. And you go there and you look for a thing that says dueling review for May the 29th. And in that dueling review for May the 29th, you're going to find a list of comic books such as, Stephen, take it away. Oh, such as coming out next week from Boom Studios. We have Coda number 12. That's the final issue in that series. We have Lumberjanes, Somewhere Green, number one, and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, number 30. What is that? 39? Holy cow. That series is all the way up there. Smooth Criminals, number six, and Steven Universe ongoing. That's everything coming from Boom Studios. Now, this is something we didn't talk about. Uh, this week on the Major Spoilers podcast, but Boom Studios, they've already been doing this, but they said they have cut back on the number of comics they they are releasing by 15%. And that goes along with uh, some other publishers who have cut their their product line back by 15%. I think DC Comics has cut theirs back by about, I, I don't know, I know in April they went from 52 titles down to 33 titles. And that's about a 20% drop. I don't know if that's where they're going to continue it or if they're going to cut back more, if they're going to back, add back to it. But they're now to about 30 titles per month that DC is releasing. So these solicitation lists, I think, are going to get shorter and shorter and shorter. In fact, last week, uh, or actually this week, Dark Horse Comics, I think, only had three or four comics. But next week, they have Bad Luck Chuck number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are just the single issues. Fight Club three number five. That's that's a total of eight right there. Uh, Right there. And also Stranger Things 6, number one. And the rest are either statues or trade paperbacks. Oh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, number six, which Rodrigo already reviewed on this week's Major Spoilers podcast. So beyond the trade paperbacks and the art books and the uh, merchandise, even Dark Horse has really cut back on the number of comics that they're releasing on a week-to-week basis. DC Comics next week has Batman Last Night on Earth, number one. A couple of people have already requested that over there at patreon.com slash major spoilers. Catwoman Annual number one, Dog Days of Summer number one, Doomsday Clock number 10. Ooh. That thing's still going on. I know. It's been going on for like 15 years. One that I'm kind of actually very interested in reading, Superman Leviathan Rising Special number one, but it is a $10 comic. Ooh. And... Next week, we get the last issue of Heroes in Crisis for those of you who are totally into, you know, just wrecking everything. Yeah, yeah. And I emotional um, devastation. There's from another cover, cover. There is another comic that just was canceled. We were talking about the Terrifics uh, this week on the Major Spoilers podcast, and I said that I thought it had been canceled. There is a comic that has been also added to that list just in the last couple of days of comics that DC has canceled. And it was one that I think was right up your alley, but I don't think it was the Terrifics. I'm going to have to go back and look and see which was it one it Silencer? was. Silencer? No, it wasn't Silencer. I want to say, I don't, I don't even know if it was Dial H for Hero or, or what. Dial um, H was a six issue mini. From, yeah. From so the I don't, I don't remember so. which one it is. I'll have to go back and, and look it up. Yeah. Dynamite Entertainment has one comic book coming out next week. Peter Cannon, Thunderbolt number five. Peter Cannon, Thunderbolt. IDW is next Publishing. Week a week? Uh, next week is, I believe, a fifth week. Let's uh, just call up our calendar really quick. In May, May started on Wednesday, May the 1st, 
And uh, next week, the next 29th week is, is indeed week? a fifth week. So there you go. There you go. But no, no big specials, nothing coming out, I guess. I'm, I'm curious about that Superman Leviathan Rising special. I wonder if that, since it's a nine, $10 book, I'm going to bet it's not original story. I bet this is one of those 80-page giants that basically summarizes everything that's been going on in action comics. Yeah, new and, stuff here and yeah. there, but mostly just here's, here's what you need yeah, to know. Yeah, so that everybody knows. Yeah, because the big Leviathan event is kicking off. Next week, next Why month. Why don't you get on board for the big win? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a big win, maybe. Uh, IDW Publishing, Publishing has Amber Blake number three, Dick Tracy Forever number two, uh, My Little Pony, oh, uh, Spirit of the Forest number one. IDW Publishing is also one that while they haven't announced that they're cutting back on their titles, they have announced that they're cutting back on the number of variant covers that they're offering with their books. Uh, mm-hmm. Although, if you look at comics coming out next week, many of them have an A and a B cover still. But uh, many, it sounded like at the um, Diamond Summit that they had last weekend that a lot of retailers were happy that that at least IDW Publishing was addressing the number of comics uh, with variant covers as far as the cutbacks go. And also another thing that was announced by IDW and I think a couple of other uh, publishers, Dark Horse and, and others, more returns. They're now accepting even more returns back, uh, not only just on the first issues, but also I think going into many publishers are looking at second and third issue returns on nice. new series. So second issue returns are probably where your your money's at right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, TMNT ongoing number 94 comes out next week. Transformers number six and Uncle Scrooge number 45 all coming out next week from IDW Publishing. Image Comics has Black Science number 40. Die number four gets a third printing. That's 12. Yep. Uh, Spawn 297 ahead of the big Greg Capullo, uh, Todd McFarlane, Spawn 300. That's going to drop on our heads in a couple of weeks. You know, I may not love Spawn, but 300 issues is quite an achievement. Oh, yeah. Especially in an indie book. In a couple of weeks on the Major Spoilers podcast, just a programming note for people that are listening. We're going to be looking at, I think it's Spawn Volume 1. Yeah, I, I think is the it's one. the first eight or ten issues of Spawn. I yeah, and we're going to have uh, Jason Inman uh, guesting on that show because he's a huge Spawn fan. And so he's going to come on and, and share his love for all things they call Spawn. Them, they call them fawns. Is that what they are? Spawn a fawns? Spawn fan is a fawn. Okay. Marvel the Comics next week. And Divine call it the Wick Div. You know, you know the, the company that's not cutting back on the number of comics that they're releasing. Marvel Does Comics. Does it rhyme with Larval Homics? It is. Uh, Marvel <laughs> Comics. Amazing Spider-Man number 22, Amazing Spider-Man 252, that's the facsimile edition. Right. Black Panther number 12. is the first appearance of the black costume. Oh, cool. Yeah, because we're getting ready to, in August, launch into, I know they just did a Venom event. In August, yep. they're kicking off their um, Absolute Carnage uh, event, where Carnage is getting a whole bunch of stuff. So, yeah, it makes sense that they're going to jump into the Venom uh, phenomenon. Venom, Venom. Yes, because of the success also of the uh, Venom movie, which yeah. a lot of people don't think is a success, but it actually was. Well, you know, people are still mad about that turd in the wind line. Yes, uh, Giant Man number two of three comes out next week. Immortal Hulk number 18? 18, and then reprints of 13, 14, 15, and 16. And two, yeah. three. is uh, So here's everything that's getting a, a reprint. Number one is getting a reprint, a fifth edition of, a uh, fifth printing of that. Uh, two, th- three... And six and seven, oh, no idea why they didn't do four and five in that, unless those were not part of four an ongoing story. Four and five got reprinted like last week, I think. Oh, okay. All right. Well, plenty of Immortal Hulk coming your way next week. 
Magnificent Ms. Marvel number three, Major X number four, Spider-Man City at War number three, Spider-Man Life Story number two. I still need that. That's a second printing there. I still need to read this series. It's only a six issue miniseries, but I still I am very interested in this. I don't and know I want to pick I it up. Tell me if it's good. Okay, I will. Thanos number two, Thor number 13, Uncanny X-Men number 15, and X-Men Grand Design Extinction number one. Definitely something that if you are even a passing fan of the X-Men, the X-Men Grand Design thing that, that Piscor is doing is just brilliant in how he's condensing decades of stories into one to two panels or one to two pages. And in some cases, events, major events taking place in one panel. It is so brilliant. If you are someone who thinks that it's impossible to get into the X-Men, pick up all of the X-Men Grand Design books and you will be super knowledgeable enough that you can have a conversation with people. Maybe not know all the details. You won't be able to go read the original issues anymore, but it'll be fine. I, you could probably pick up these and You'll, trade now, paperback it's, somewhere. It's like, it's like a vaccination. You get the concentrated dose so that the larger thing won't be able to infect you when you're walking around the Mall of America. Mm-hmm. In all the rest category next week, we have Angel number one, Battle Cats volume two number one, Belladonna wow. number one, Belladonna Fire Fury number one, Bloodshot Rising Spirit number seven, that's from Valiant Entertainment, Blossoms 666 number four, ooh, scary kids. There's three of them now. Ooh, scary stuff, blah. And they're trying to corrupt Betty Cooper, not realizing she's the most evil person in the universe, blah. Uh, the final issue of Conspiracy arrives with issue number five. Danger, Danger Doll Squad presents Amalgamalama Lives, number three. <laughs> Amalgama. Uh, Doctor Who, the 13th Doctor, number eight. Donald, what is this? The Donald, oh, this must be a... The uh, Donald who laughs. The Donald who laughs. It must be a Trump thing, because at first I was like, oh my God, Disney's really going dark there. (laughs) It's funny that... I would pay to see Donald Duck with Joker Venom. (laughs) 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 I I don't know if it's a commentary on me or the uh, fact that I'm just blanking out so much that when I see Donald, the first thing that goes to my mind is the duck, not the Trump. Interesting. Uh, Forgotten Queen number four arrives next week. Final issue there. Grim Fairy Tales number 28. Jungle Fantasy Ivory number six, number seven, and number eight, each Jungle with uh, each with multiple versions of yep. comma, of uh, variant covers. Jungle Fantasy Secrets uh, issues zero through four. Jungle Fantasy Vixens all issue number one of two with uh, one of them having... Uh, seven covers, another one having four variant covers. Covers ranging from 20 to $25 a pop, I might add. I know, right? That's pretty crazy. I, bet, I, I think this know, is, man. I think these are Kickstarter books that they're now becoming available. That could be it. And it may be something where the actual availability is such that putting $20 in one book might be worth the, you know, long-term investment. Well, and that's, you know, that is one thing when it comes to variant covers that some retailers really like, because if they are a store that can afford to get a thousand and one variant of something like an an Adam Hughes original sketch variant cover one in a thousand, right. You know, that store could sell that for $5,000 and make a crap ton of money off those super rare variants. But the upshot is they have to buy a thousand copies of the comic that they exactly. better hope that they can sell a uh, thousand copies of, or at least get Diamond to accept more returns, or at least get the publishers to accept more returns. Right. Rick and Morty number 50 arrives next week from Oni Press. Ooh, is that like a big anniversary it thing? It is. We've Szechuan talked, sauce. And we've, I don't think it comes with Szechuan sauce, but we've talked about it on it's the Major Spoilers website before. Cover, I believe is what it yes. is. Yes. 
Uh, they have a Horak Rick connecting and a Horak Morty connecting cover, as well as the regular cover. That's a $7 book, but it is a number 50 special. And considering that people are getting, I see on uh, uh, Dan Harmon's, I follow him on Instagram. I don't know if I follow him on uh, Twitter, but I know every time he posts something about here are some things I'm doing, people are like, just get back into the writing room and finish Rick and Morty season four. And so uh, for those of you who are rabid Rick and Morty fans, you might want to go pick up issue number 50 next week from Oni Press just to uh, satiate that desire for the animated series. Rabid Rick and Morty. Wrapping it up with the Zombie Tramp ongoing number 60 and Zorro Sacrilege number one all coming out next week. Now, Matthew, tell tell people what they have to do now that we've uh, read some of these uh, comics that are coming out next week. You have all of those possible choices, including more that we didn't go over. You go to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash major spoilers, no space. You go to Dueling Review for May 29th, 2019, and you put your vote in. And if you and enough of your friends come in, then next week, the King Cobra and uh, the, the redheaded stepchild. The major spoilers. Right. The major spoilers? Well, you're at major spoilers, but are you yes, I the am. major spoilers? I am. Your major Darth Vader is Luke's father. Everyone dies at the end of Rogue One. Yeah. I told you the Rose, entire plot of this Rose, week's comic book. Of course I'm the major spoiler. Rosebud is a sled. Well, it's actually uh, the lost childhood and the memories of youth. And again, more spoilers. Anyway, you're gonna you're gonna put you're gonna put your you're gonna put your you put your your title in there. We pick up the yep. one that uh, gets the most. We read it next week on the Dueling Review, and everyone is happy. And we repeat this process eternally until yep. uh, the sun collapses in on itself, and uh, we die in a cold, cold death in the middle I'm of space. I'm not gonna die. I'm just gonna go on and on forever. I'm gonna be like you know the end of Zardoz where they suddenly age. And they sort of transition from space. I'm going to be like Sean Connery in Orange Lederhosen. But just please don't put just, on a please don't put on a, a thong. No, no, nope, Orange is. Lederhosen. And I'm going to just sort of transcend reality. And I'm going to be sitting there with my mudra sound and be like Om Churi Kuri Om. Then I'm going to be like Oh ho, 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 Solo. Because yeah, probably. Hut. Yes, sure, of course. Hey, listeners, while you're over there, check out. Uh, now, of course, you don't have to be a patron to cast yeah. your vote. Um, it's Anyone one of the, can vote. You do not have that's to be right. a major patron. But if you go check out what we have to offer there, you might want to decide to become a patron at the $5 level because uh, that is the one that most people sign up for. Of course, you could do a little bit less or a lot more if you want to. You can check out the rewards that we have, including bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes stuff, character sheets, a whole lot more. But head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Your contribution allows us to keep this show going. It pays for all of our costs and gives us the motivation to produce more content for you each and every week. Thank you so much, Matthew, for being here this week. And thank you, dear listeners, for checking out Dueling Review. We will be back with you next time when you will hear Matthew say... This podcast is copyright 2019 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.